0: Welcome back to Open Doors at St Lawrence College, the podcast that sheds light on all facets of life within and surrounding UK independent boarding schools by connecting with staff, pupils, and parents of St Lawrence College, an independent, co educational boarding and day school situated in South East England. Each week, we'll be interviewing people within the community, asking questions and spending time to understand more. In this episode, we're talking CCF, Combined Cadet Force. If you've ever wanted to know more about how that can work in a school, then this podcast is for you. We speak to five guests on this episode, six if you include Pickle the dog shuffling around in the background, trying to get in on it. Nick Hill and Chris Brown open up this world of CCF along with pupils Becky, Harriet and Jonathan. This means we're going to find out what it's really like to be in CCF, what this leadership training means for life outside of CCF, and we also hear what our cadets think of their CCF officers. So come with me now as we step into a conversation on CCF
1: in a UK independent boarding school. Welcome everybody, big welcome today because we are going to have a conversation here about the role of CCF at St Lawrence College. More about that in detail later, but I'd like to first find out who we're here chatting to. Um, I believe we have Nick Hill and Chris Brown. Hi Nick, hi Chris. Hello, hi. Hello. Tell us a bit about your role at the school and what brings you into this conversation about CCF.
2: So uh, I'm I'm Nick, Um, my role here is as the Contingent Commander so I'm overall in charge, obviously under the direction of the headmaster, of all the ongoings of the, the combined cadet force. Um, I also head up the army section, which is quite a common thing to do for the contingent commanders to do. And I also uh, teach geography at the school and coach lots and lots of sport as well in the seasons that we, uh, we play them in.
1: You sound very busy, Nick. I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. Um, and Chris, hello there, Chris.
3: Hi, um, my name's Chris Brown. I'm the RAF contingent uh, commander. Uh, I work under Nick's uh, direction, the RAF section is a smaller section, uh, about a third to a quarter of the size uh, of the army section. And uh, my daytime job, I am a primary school teacher in the lower half of St Lawrence College. So I actually quite like the fact that I can come up and uh, work with some of the older kids. It's uh, quite a nice break.
1: This sounds good. I believe we've also got three pupils, three cadets with us here today. Um, do you like to introduce yourselves? Tell us maybe who you are and, and what age you are.
4: Um, I'm Harriet. I'm 17 years old, so I'm in the upper sixth. I'm uh, head of corps in CCF, so I'm sergeant major, um, and I'm the school prefect as well.
1: Excellent. Who else do we have?
5: I'm Rebecca Kent Jones. I'm head of army uh, in within the CCF and house captain for Bellamy.
1: Hi Rebecca, and we also have...
6: My name's Jonathan Adams, Um, I'm Deputy Head of the Army Section, Um, I'm a School Prefect as well, as well as Head of Newlands House, which is a day boy's house.
1: Fantastic, well look, great to meet all five of you, I think we've got a lot to to talk through. Firstly, some of us may be familiar with the the term CCF, the idea of CCF, some of us might remember it from our own school days, but just for those of us who are unsure, um, Nick, could you just tell us... Essentially, what CCF actually is.
2: Uh, Combined Cadet Force CCF is um, an extracurricular activity done within the school that's loosely based around military skills, which are conducted uh, twice a week for an hour um, and follows a military curriculum that's been tailored for uh, children um, in and around schools. Um, The major factor that we push forward is um, leadership and initiative and confidence. They're the three real thrusts of what we're trying to achieve here with the kids. And it doesn't necessarily require anything too clever or complicated, but it can, it's uh, its a hugely effective thing. It's been running in the school for many, many years and is a real um, stalwart at the school. Um, we're kind of, I suppose you could call us one of the old money uh, CCFs in the country. Um, I think we've been running for over a hundred years and originally were an officer training corps within the school and um and sadly um, lost many many pupils in the first world war and boys volunteered straight from school to go straight to the front line, um, which the officer training corps was sort of part of delivering in those days. Nothing like that happens at the moment these days <laughs> thankfully but it's um it's certainly something that um, inspires confidence and and uh, uh, amongst all our pupils, those who take part, which I think is very interesting when you notice how many pupils that we've got in the in the upper echelons of the cadets who are prefects and head of their houses as well. And it shows you effectively sort of what we deliver in terms of improvement of children outside of the normal curriculum in, in classrooms.
1: So CCF sounds like it's an important part of, of life at St Lawrence. Chris, could you tell us a little more about, in practical details, the sort of activities that, that are undertaken, the sort of uh, skills uh, that, that lead us to this idea of leadership, confidence, what actually goes on during training sessions at CCF?
3: Well, it's, it's quite a good uh, long process. The cadets we've got with us today have been in uh, cadets for three to four years at the CCF. But pupils start at year nine and... Um, They come in, and one of the first things we take part in is is working on our drill and our uh, our marching and that sort of thing.
1: Ah, right. So drill—that is in detail. Well,
3: it's it's really good for for teamwork. It's essentially it's how we march, how we move together as a team, uh, how we uh, how our deportment, how we stand, how we how we uh, stand out from the rest of the school um, by focusing on 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 the drill aspects. one of the things that it, it really works on is, is that teamwork, you know, you have to work as a team, you have to move together as one, you have to rely on your, your uh, teammates, your, your platoon to, to complete the activity and to, and to work, so you have to have that teamwork and trust in each other, and that's one of the first things that, that, that we do with the cadets, as well as issuing them with uniforms so that they stand out, so they can be smart, so they can all look together, um, you know, a, a, as an effective unit.
1: I'd like to know a little from the cadets now. Becky, what's it like? What does it feel like when you're practising your drill, when you're in your uniform, when you're moving there, as Chris described, as one with your, with your colleagues?
5: Well, I've always been a fan of drill, not going to lie. I like how uh, everyone is doing the same thing. And even, you know, you're going to get it wrong at, at points, um, but the p- progression and seeing your progression is quite clear with drill to be able to see your progression. And I've always li- liked that I can see how I'm improving and at, at what pace and seeing how the people around me are improving as well.
1: That sounds good, thanks. Um, Nick and Chris, I'd like to know a little bit more about your background, what's brought you to the position you're in today at the school with your responsibilities in CCF. Nick, can I start with you? Tell me a little bit about how you got here.
2: Uh, yeah, I, um, I served uh, nine years in the regular army um, after university uh, and then once I, when I left the army um, I then trained to become a teacher. Um, I moved around a number of schools uh, within the southeast where we are and then decided that St Lawrence College when the job came up to teach geography here um, was exactly the place I wanted to teach for many many reasons but the CCF actually was one of them so that I could um, pass on some of my military knowledge um, obviously, I was um, in the regular army, and I was in the infantry part of that, so the fighting troops, effectively. So my last tour, being Afghanistan, was um, you know on the front line in in Helmand Province. Obviously, um, if you water that down to the to the basics of teamwork and things like that, um, you can then understand how we you can help pupils to to develop themselves, but in a much much safer environment, and and you can use a lot of those skills to to sort of cross curricular. Uh, teach all of those and and improve them in that way.
1: So the skills that you learned during your army career, they directly helped and informed your new career within teaching?
2: Yes, very much. I think it it made me a a for one thing, a much better teacher. I think if I'd come out of university straight away and then gone to teach, I don't think I'd be anywhere near the, the teacher I am today. And also I think that um, it just gives you a good rounding, just to do, frankly, to do anything before teaching, I think always helps you as a person. Just it just allows you to be better informed and bring a lot of life experiences that means that you can help and, and, and nurture pupils uh, to be the best person they can be all the time. Um, in terms of, i just touch on what Chris said about drill, it's actually really interesting because a lot of people could look at drill the sort of marching around and, and the stamping of feet of something that perhaps could be looked at as, as rather old school and, and, and a bit um, sort of out of touch with today. But actually, if you get a, a, a body of troops moving as one and their feet hit the floor at exactly the same time and they all turn at the same time, um, It really does. It looks incredible um, but also you know and actually having done and gone through Sandhurst uh, myself as an officer, um, the the importance of drill is, is not to be underrated. It really does allow people to understand team cohesion and also the ability to follow an order and listen. So you have to listen and then think about what's about to happen and then act on it and you have to act on it with perfect timing to be part of that team. It really does make a make a huge difference to it all. What's interesting is that all of that movement often um, winds up my dog. And um, sadly, while she's in the office with us at the moment and sort of jiggling around a bit, um, she, she really doesn't like, she is not a fan of drill and will often whine and, and have a little bark at when she watches it. So she has to often stay in my office during all of that.
1: Fantastic. An important part of the team, but not so keen on the drill. No. Um, Thanks for that Nick. Chris, can I ask a little bit about your background, Uh, what brought you from a career in the services to a career in teaching?
3: Well, mine's more of an enthusiastic amateur compared to Nick because I originally was in the Air Force for a very, very brief time because I was medically unfit for the role I wanted to do. Uh, But that led me bizarrely into teaching because I transferred from Air Force to work within the reserve aspect of the Air Force and then with the Ercadet organisation uh, outside of uh, independent schools. Uh, and those skills are very, very similar to the CCF in the RAF. Uh, working within the Ercadet organisation um, made me decide I wanted to go into teaching and uh, I then applied to become a teacher and did my PGCE in primary school teaching uh, after my first degree. Working at St Lawrence College gave me the opportunity to leave the Ercadet organisation behind and then, when the opportunity arose to move to the CCFREF here, uh, I took that opportunity to to come back to it. So it's uh, it's more like a full circle for me to come back to that. And um, I really like it the fact that I work here in the primary school. And I, when I first started, Jonathan here was in my uh, in my year five class. Yeah. So yeah. I saw him was quite uh, quite a young little nine ten year old preparing for Kent Test and getting ready for the start of his secondary school education. And now I'm here um, in quite a privileged position because I'm able to see him um, finishing his school and seeing how far he's come. So uh, I actually quite like that. I think it's quite a a nice little, uh, you know, I'm fortunate in that position that I'm able to see children from quite a young age at St Lawrence College and then see them and where maybe academic subjects aren't um, for some children, Sometimes CCF and sports at the school give you the opportunity to excel in other areas and uh, you can see that from time to time.
1: Let's ask Jonathan, what was it that made you decide to join the CCF?
6: Um, well, at first, to be honest, I was a bit sceptical skeptical about it. Um, obviously, it was we had to do it in Year 9. But then as the year progressed on, my friends got quite good at it. I decided that's something I want to compete against them, to be honest, to start off with. Um, so that was the main drive for it, and then I'd learnt more and more stuff to do with it, like leadership, which I've never really had when I was younger, but now i have quite a good dog, I think, anyway. Yes. Um, <laughs> I agree, I can yeah, go on that Yeah. You? Um But yeah, that, CCF's helped me in so many ways with what I do now, especially being head of Newlands. That's, that's my biggest achievement from being through CCF.
1: So you really feel it's given you some useful skills and, and, and helped build you as you've grown through your school career?
6: Yeah, most definitely, definitely.
3: Yeah. I'd second that as well. i Jonathan grow from, uh, he was, well, I'm sure he's not embarrassed if I say he was a little bit timid when yeah. you were in, the, uh, in primary school, but he is a very, very different character now, and anything I do think yeah, the CCF but. has uh, helped him come out of that. I really, really do.
1: That's so good to hear. And Harriet? Let's hear from you. What is it about CCF that you appreciate? What's your view on what you've learned and developed within CCF?
4: I think it's, it's spectacular because it gives kids who've never really had the opportunity to prove themselves um, a great basis to, to show others what they can do. Um, we've never been given responsibility before and to be given the positions we're now in, we, we've always had responsibilities um, so it's, it improves your listening skills because you're told what, something once and only once but you're then given the responsibility to make it happen we're now in charge of potentially about 50 kids um, and we're going to be teaching lessons so it gives you the confidence to, to talk um, but yeah it's definitely for me it's always been the responsibility because you don't get that in school life uh, You're you're only responsible for yourself but to be able to tell other people you're responsible for large amounts of of kids on a on a daily basis is is brilliant for me.
1: It sounds really valuable. Are there any days or any particular sessions within CCF where it can be challenging, where where it can be tough? Uh, Becky, what do you think?
5: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, it's not fun if it's not a challenge. I don't think. Um, mm-hmm. There's definitely definitely days where you go, I'm just not getting this. I just I don't get it. I can't do it. And then your teachers have got to go. Okay, we've got to find another way to get you to learn that. Um, and your peers they. You know, they help you out. And that's when you see, you know, the teamwork come about. Um, Especially since been times in drill. When I first started CCF, I couldn't tell my right from my left, uh, which is, you know, very important for drill. (laughs) Um, So that was a challenge, definitely, right at the beginning, um, even though that might seem like a long time ago now.
1: And Jonathan, what's your view on that? Are there days sometimes when CCF brings you challenges, brings you difficulties? And and if so, how does that feel?
6: Um, Definitely, yeah, it's... It's going back to where I've grown from CCF, developing those skills where sometimes I feel I'm not quite there today. I'm I'm not able to speak out and teach this lesson Um, when they don't respond back to you or anything like that. So it's definitely hard when teaching.
2: I think there's a really important part of this, and that is that um, with sport, which is obviously a, a major extracurricular activity within the school, you're going to have one, let's say, for example, one under-15s rugby captain per year, uh, and that captain is fairly nominal in a team. the The coach will have managed a, a, a great deal of what they want to happen in that match, and and um, and so they will develop. But there's only one person, and that's one person per year. If we look at how we've organised the cadets, when we've now my my assistant Charlotte and I have. Reorganise the cadets and what we call the Orbat, the the sort of the register of the kids. There's now, I think, we've worked out 15 different positions of responsibility for 15 individual pupils to have. And so, when you then say to a year 11 pupil, right, there are now eight year nines that are your responsibility for one hour on a Wednesday afternoon. Actually, that's a huge, huge thing for them to do. And um, I think for a number of them, there's a bit of realisation there of, (laughs) firstly, a little bit of respect of teachers and and actually just, you know, how professional we are and and what we have to do in order to teach them. Um, But also, um, there's also just that wonderful way that that kids get this, oh my goodness, I'm in charge. This is my responsibility now to, to do that. And they do it in a really structured, safe way. There's managed risk within it. Yeah, No one's ever put in danger, but there is always ways and challenges in which you can put them into a position where they are under quite a lot of pressure. But there's generally a way they can manage it. And obviously, they're, all, they're always overseen. Pickles agreeing with me there. <laughs> Hello, like Pickle. Um, but but it's, a very, it's a very interesting way in which you, we get to challenge more children in what, in, than any other department in the school in leadership and responsibility. And it's just a fantastic opportunity. Sorry, Bex, go for it.
5: Yeah, I didn't realise until actually very recently how much uh, my leadership had developed from CCF until I became a prefect and I was working with people who had never necessarily done uh, leadership-type things before. Um, and you know that's in upper sixth, and I've you know I started CCF in year nine, so if, uh, I test my maths here five years ago. <laughs> uh, I uh, <laughs> I didn't realise, and I got to this the first meeting, and I was like, okay, we can do this and this and this, and and then it was like, okay, but how are we going to implement it? And nobody else had any ideas on how they were going to get the students to do how run that run the house how we wanted to, and I didn't realise until that point that I'd learnt that without realising through the CCF.
3: I think uh, a lot of the opportunities that the cadets have, uh, they have to realise and they have to make it what it is and what we've just heard there is correct. Those skills uh, drip fed into them and they don't realise it but but these cadets we've got with us today have put their all into it to get the most out of it. Yeah, totally. um, We had, uh, Nick had a cadet the other day, a former cadet who maybe hadn't made the most of the opportunity he had in uh, CCF. and turned to Nick the week and said, oh, I really regret that I didn't put my all into CCF and I I wish now, knowing what I know as an older pupil, that I'd put more effort in uh, and actually tried a little bit harder and I I wish I'd have given more respect and and more time to it. So um, it is something that the cadets can get uh, a lot out of and I'm always surprised at uh, how much is available to them. Uh, I know for the RAF point of view, I've just submitted bids to go, gliding with the cadets and uh, COVID has stopped it but hopefully soon flying will come back on and we've had cadets previously who've won uh, RAF flying scholarships and we've applied for some of them for some of the cadets this year as well but these opportunities are, are great within the RAF section and I reckon you guys in the army section have taken part in some of them haven't you?
5: Yeah so I actually this summer spent my most of my summer with uh, Cat courses so that's adventure training for cadets I went to Snowdonia National Park. I did eight, uh, eight days. No, five days of rock climbing there, which was probably one of the best things I've ever done. Um, I left and I was buzzing. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing! Like, I want to do this every day." Um, and I, that was definitely an opportunity that I would not have gotten without CCF. You know, it's it's five days of rock climbing, plus like accommodation and food for forty pounds. And, and th- I then went to Lancaster and did the same thing for mountaineering. To climb like six mountains in five days for forty pounds is—it's quite something that like special, I think.
2: And you're due to go to Spain quite soon, aren't you?
5: Yeah, yeah, I'm actually due to go on another CCAT course in February, hopefully, if it goes ahead, COVID allowing, um, to climb in Costa Blanca for eight days.
1: It sounds like there are so many opportunities here. And when we spoke earlier in our chat about ideas like leadership and like confidence, we can all agree they're valuable things. But to actually hear these things being put into place, actually hear practical examples of how the leadership and the confidence from these young people has grown has been really fantastic to hear. Um, I wanted to ask a question about whether or not any of the the young people then go on to pursue careers in the military. For how many um, CCF cadets is this the start of something that actually steers the rest of their working lives?
2: I'll start that really quickly. I I had CCF at my school, which wasn't too far from here in Kent either. Um, I didn't actually enjoy the CCF when I was at school. And um, I think one of the reasons for that was we weren't really challenged. It was just the same stuff all the time. And I think that's a real, really important part of, of what we do in that we're, we're constantly adapting. You know, I have a, a regular meeting with my training staff about how we can improve and deliver and keep things exciting and interesting um, because we can. We have a lot of flexibility to do what we can. Um, oddly enough, my um, career choice probably started there but then drifted away because I was heavily into other sports and they weren't compatible um, with CCF at the time. But I then carried on within um, what would really be called like a student CCF, the officer training Corps at university. But we have a number of, of pupils from the school who, um, who have gone on to, uh, to the armed forces um, from St. Lawrence College. Uh, Major General Dannett, ex-Chief uh, of General Staff being one of them, is quite, quite a big cheese. Uh, but we've currently got a chap who's an Army Air Corps pilot Um, learning to fly Apache gunship helicopters um, over at Middle Wallop. He's a a former pupil of the school as well. He comes back every so often. Um, We're hoping fairly soon to be able to get an Apache to land on the cricket field at some point and uh, really excite the ground staff there. Um, But that would be an absolutely brilliant opportunity. But I think we have a couple of aspirations actually sat in the room with us who who have thought about uh, that as a future career.
1: So for some young people, this is the the beginning of something uh, that will steer their career for others it's it's about learning those valuable skills however they end up in the rest of their lives
2: yeah I think that's very true actually it's not necessarily you're going to follow a military career but I say to the 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 children quite a lot on the cadets you know just because you're a leader. It doesn't need mean you have to be a leader in the military. There are leaders everywhere. You know, the headmaster is a leader of the school. There'll be a, you know, there is a head gardener. There is a head of the grounds team. There's a head of, you know, maintenance. So the, you know, that you are leaders everywhere in business and industry and finance and everything. And I think the skills that we can give them could be can be definitely used
3: elsewhere. I definitely think that the resilience and the ability to think outside the box and uh, the, the strategies to to cope or th- rethink, readjust and Reassess when you're problem-solving from a CCF point of view, are skills that any employer would, would want, uh, whether that be military, um, you know, government agency, or, or, or the private sector. Those skills and that ability to adapt to change, and um, you know, we've had 18 months of change, and you know, who knows what the next 10, 15 years will bring. But the ability to adapt and cope and, and change your working is something that these cadets can do uh, quite well.
4: Yeah, I, I would agree. So I went on a leadership course about, um, about two years ago now. So I was the only one from the school. So I, I was about 15. I was completely alone, which is the, the first experience I've ever had. Um, and I, I went to Folkestone for about a week to meet people from all over the country. And and the skills we learnt there will uh, I'll keep for, for the rest of my life. It's just the ability to have the confidence to make friends outside of uh, your comfort zone, to, to lead people and to inspi- to to assure people that you can lead them when you have never known them. Um, I think is is brilliant. It, it, even if you don't go into the armed forces, if I were to go into some sort of business and pe- to give people the um, to to allow people to trust me. I think it's quite a big a big deal
1: for me you've all painted such a rich picture of what CCF brings to St Lawrence College but what it brings to you as individuals and how it helps you develop it, it's been brilliant to hear about one last question though a question for our for our cadets um, what are Nick and Chris like as teachers what are they like as CCF officers <laughs> the worst no
4: I'm joking um, quite right too. <laughs> they they're very um they're very good at just trusting us i think there's a they give us a lot of support especially at the beginning when we were we were very new and we hadn't had um, many people uh, above us to show us what to do so they're really good at kind of explaining our roles and and how we were going to work with each other um, but then they're also very good at stepping back and just saying, actually, no, we're not going to help you. You just get it done and see how well you can do it. So they give us a lot of trust in ourselves, I think.
5: They've they've recently, uh, this year, like put in new ways of running the CCF that gives the cadets a lot more freedom and a lot more responsibility and for us like to be what we started teaching in year 10 and 11 so to be that age and teaching other kids is something that's i think i've never heard of that anywhere else Uh, and for me like for a job that i want to go into the future where it's based around teaching um i think that's uh, something that i don't know i can't even explain like how important that would
3: be i was here Um, Slightly before Nick, uh, and Nick's come in, and I do feel that he's reinvigorated um, the CCF and given it a bit more purpose, a bit more drive, and um, you know he's he's really into it and, and keeps it going. And I think his belief in, in the cadets that they can they can grow and they can learn from it and you know we all learn from our mistakes and they come back and say how did this work how could i do it better you know nick is very good at encouraging them and giving them that opportunity to to learn from the mistakes and make it better next time and you guys touched on that at the start with the drill seeing how that improves and seeing how you developed teaching that as well as as as, as being in a drill squad but i think uh, nick's got to take a lot of credit for that
5: i used to dread making a mistake in front of everyone Uh, whether that was weapon handling or drill and through my time in CCF I've learnt you know it's gonna happen and like your mates are there and they're not gonna go oh that's rubbish or whatever they're gonna help you and teach you how to do it so that you get it right next time and for me like even for taking exams in school that was a very big thing of having having the confidence to go yeah I got it wrong but I'll get it right next time
1: I want to thank all five of our guests you've given us such a really interesting insight into what CCF brings to the life of the college but also to the individual lives of all the young people who are learning such valuable skills and thanks to Nick Hill and Chris Brown but also to our cadets to our pupils Becky, Harriet and Jonathan thank you so much for sharing what your experience of CCF have given you.
2: Thanks very much our pleasure.
0: So that was Nick and Chris and then Becky, Harriet and Jonathan joining them both. Thank you all five of you for stepping into this episode of the podcast. Now, the next episode of this podcast is going to be released soon. So now is the time to click to follow this podcast channel in your player. But in the meantime, look after yourselves and we look forward to seeing you in that next episode. Bye for now.